Hi there! Welcome to episode 133 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. Donkey Kong Turned 40, a franchise that spawned several successful spin-offs, including Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario Brothers, isn't just historically important, but it features some amazing music as well. Keep your eyes on your banana horde, because tonight we celebrate the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong. Well, hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. How are you? Uh, you know, despite all the bad news, I'm pretty well. Yeah, you know what? Me too. And we, we're all 40 here now, right? It's you, me, you, <laughs> me, and Donkey Kong. Please don't remind me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been doing all this anniversary stuff, but this is the oldest one. This is the this is the 40th. And uh, since you can't really do an episode based on just Donkey Kong, because there's like... Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a minute tops of music in the game. Uh, we thought it would be pretty fun to put together an anniversary special where um, we just pulled music from a bunch of different games throughout Donkey Kong's vast and magical career. Uh, and I think we came up with some pretty good, good picks here uh, that run the gamut from all flavors of Donkey Kong. I think that's um, my favorite part of what's, um, what's on display tonight, so to speak. Just be, you know, the game is again forty years old. There's there's been so many iterations and sequels, and it it just it it's a huge catalog to pull from. Yeah, and I don't think that I've done much in the way of uh, repeats here. I know we did some, like I think we did the arcade sounds in our uh, arcade episode, uh, but I don't think I'm hitting anything we've covered here before. And also, like Donkey Kong Country, we did what two episodes on that one or something and, yeah uh so right. that one i you know chose a cover uh same with like Donkey Kong country 2 we're probably going to do in the not too distant future so uh the songs i pulled from that were covers um so there's there's a couple of uh really good covers in here there's it's all over the map i'm really really excited about this i've been listening to this playlist uh a whole lot <laughs> like since i put it together usually i'll kind of like put these things on the side and not listen to them uh, but I just couldn't stop listening to this playlist because there's so much music I love in here. Uh, and yeah, man. <laughs> hey, be, be proud of your creation. Yeah, this was a, this, this is a nice set. I also, I, I made a, I made a real discovery during this that I, Ooh. I was introduced to a whole soundtrack that I was completely unfamiliar with before. So looking forward to getting to that. Cause that's, that, that's a fun story, but, um, I guess let's do a quick, uh, a quick personal history, since that's usually what we do, is uh, what is what is your what, what is the, name some of your happiest experiences with the Donkey Kong franchise? How did you first? How did you first Donkey Kong? What was your first? <laughs> <Kong>? <laughs> um, <laughs> my first Donkey Kong. Let me see. It has to go back to when I was like like a single digits child. There was a, a bodega around the corner from my uh, childhood home. And in it, the guy had, uh, you know, two stand-up machines. First, of course, was Pac-Man. And second was Donkey Kong. Um, so that had to be my first foray with Donkey Kong, the original, you know, uh, uh, the original game, Rescue Princess, Jump Over Barrels, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I probably at the same time, uh, they had those mini tabletop um, machines. Uh-huh. There was the one that was Popeye. 
which I still currently have. It was green and it was Popeye. And then there was a Donkey Kong one, if I am not mistaken. So there was a Nintendo released these uh, miniature tabletop uh, arcade cabinets. And I do mean miniature. They're probably about the size of like six VHS tape stacks. Someone showing their age. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I currently possess, it was handed down to me, uh, a Popeye one, which I have such fond memories of. But then there's a Donkey Kong one, which I now found out is Donkey Kong Jr. Um, So, you know, yes and no. A little Donkey Kong there. But then, you know, over the years, I I never played any ones for the Atari, like Donkey Kong, uh, like like two and three or something like that. I played those way, 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 way later, like probably like six years ago. Um, Someone had purchased one of those, like, I don't know if you remember you could go into like bars and restaurants and they had the two player like you could sit at a table and it had a glass top yeah and play like pac-man and things like that so someone had one of those made um and it and it sat in our editing office for like three years huh. and so i just played through all these old like atari games that i never played before and Don- all those donkey kongs were one of, were some of them um yeah fast forward to donkey kong country and like it just being the baddest guy on the block like rareware just being like yep we're ready <laughs> and just making that game and just how great and fun it was i i owned it i played it backwards and forwards uh you know we did the episode on it and that was that was a lot of great memories flooding back um but beyond that that's kind of where my donkey kong stuff stopped um i think uh my sensibilities just kind of grew away from that sort of stuff platforming and things like that like things were going more into you know, first-person shooters were starting to come around, and, and so uh, that's kind of where I left. Um, I left Donkey Kong, sadly. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he pops back up in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, you know, uh, Mario Kart, if I'm not mistaken, he pops in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, right. The original Mario Kart. He was definitely in. Right, it was Bowser. It was Donkey Kong Jr. was in Super Mario Kart, and then they changed just regular Donkey Kong from Mario Kart 64, and he's been in everyone since. There you go. So, yeah. That's uh, that's my, my Donkey Kong foray. Nice. Well, I think mine started on the NES, actually. Uh, I was aware of the Donkey Kong brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, like, why I knew what that was like probably had seen it listed as an Atari game at some point um, but I had never played it I just knew it was an arcade game and the first time I ever played Donkey Kong was uh, in a copy of Donkey Kong Classics for NES and I was like oh this is so amazing this is where Mario comes from and I I have no idea how I knew that at the time it's such a blur (laughs) and you're like and he's a giant jerk (laughs) I I wish I had some better grasp on why I knew what I knew and when I knew it when I was a kid but you know I, I didn't think to didn't think to pay that close attention my memory's garbage so um yeah join the club <laughs> I, I I loved Donkey Kong and then I loved Donkey Kong Jr. the first arcade Donkey Kong game I played was they had a copy of Donkey Kong 3 at my local uh um I think I talked about this on our arcade episode at my local recreation center there was a copy of Donkey Kong 3 and I was like okay this is weird I'm spraying uh, Donkey Kong in the crotch with a uh, bug spray. That's yeah, that's an experience. <laughs> it's real weird. 
so anyway, I eventually got that on NES, and I like carried this torch for Donkey Kong for the longest time. Like I love this franchise, and they just didn't do anything with it for the longest time until '94 uh, when they did that Donkey Kong '94 for Game Boy, and that game was one of my favorites ever. That game's just incredible, top to bottom, and then. You know, country blew my head off like we, we had a whole big talk about that so I love me some Donkey Kong let's listen to some Donkey Kong music so let's see we're gonna start with uh, what well, just the exact place that we should start Donkey Kong arcade sounds this is a, uh, a collection of pretty much all the music and notable sound effects or whatever from the original Donkey Kong arcade cabinet uh, so Brace yourself for a minute and 20 seconds of incredibly low fidelity because the original Donkey Kong arcade machine is oh, sounds so muffled, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the quality stuff. Let's give it a listen. Here's DK Arcade Sounds. Enjoy. That's uh, the Donkey Kong Arcade Sounds. I forgot to mention that was uh, all written by Yukio Kaneoka. It's uh, the, what is who is credited to creating all those original Donkey Kong Arcade Sounds. Ah, uh, lovely little jingles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's so iconic. Like, I, the, a couple of those things like really took me back to to playing. You know, standing on a milk crate because I was a short kid. Um, I'm even. I'm also in a short adult. Um, and and playing that game and just, uh, yeah, it's good times. I remember uh, since I started on the NES one, I had no idea that in the arcade version, Donkey Kong actually bent all the girders. So that part in the beginning where he goes like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, and all the girders bend down and the ladders break, and then he makes that little like noise. First time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" <laughs> I had no idea. Everything was so much simpler back then. <laughs> it's such a neat little attention to detail. I love it. I just I adore Donkey Kong so much. It's one of my favorite arcade. It's it's yeah, it's one of my favorite arcade games. I think Mario Brothers is still my favorite arcade game. I, I love that game. But oh, absolutely, <laughs> the game's so good. Uh, Anytime I see it on like uh, any kind of retro anything, I'm like, I have to play this for three hours straight. And get oh my god! Every yeah. single time. That was another game they had at that um, uh, rec center, and I remember being so disappointed when I bought the NES version because it plays great, it looks great, except the turtles don't like get out and kick their shells. 
which I thought was the funniest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> I was yeah. so supremely disappointed. There's so much great stuff. Oh, there really is. Uh, all right, well, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say about that. That's the sounds of the original Donk Donkey Kong Arcade game. That's what kicked off the careers of Donkey Kong and Mario and, and Nintendo of America, yeah. basically. Uh, and the princess. Well, that was a different character. That was Pauline. Ah, they look the same. I don't care what you <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Pauline made her big comeback in, uh, I mean, she had been referenced a handful of times in, like, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong March of the Minis games and stuff, but she made a big-time comeback in Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, there's a whole city that she's the mayor of, New Donk City. Uh, <laughs> and she, New Donk. New she Donk got a City. Donk. <laughs> Uh, and it's <laughs> it's one of the best locations in the game. That name is amazing. <laughs> it's, God, oh, I'm gonna laugh about that for a while. Like, New Donk City. I get that you were making the Donkey Kong reference, but come on, <laughs> someone, someone had to be on that team. Like, um, actually, and no, you know what? They not. were just like, you know what? Nah, heck, go for Screw it. it. Let let them laugh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let him get a chuckle out of it. They've earned it. But there's this whole bit at the end of the game, because, uh, like, the song that was popular from that game, like, the song they used to um, promote that game was a, a full song with lyrics, because Pauline is also a singer. Uh, and mm. the song's called Jump Up Superstar. It's a great tune. So let's all jump up super high, high up in the sky. It's no power up like dancing. Uh, and the ending in that game... Uh, one of the last levels that you do uh, in the story mode of that game is uh, set to her singing Jump Up Superstar, and it goes in this... It's all a tribute to the Donkey Kong arcade game. It's like all these uh, jumping over barrels, cool. there's 8-bit Donkey Kongs chucking barrels. It's amazing. Uh, so much good stuff based around Donkey Kong. So let's see where everything goes from here. Um, uh -oh. The next track I put together... This is a compilation of uh, all the Donkey Kong NES title screens. There were four uh, title screens for, for the different NES Donkey Kong games. They were all ports of arcade games, save one. Uh, so we're going to listen to the theme to Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Jr. Math, and Donkey Kong 3. Uh, these were... I've seen them credited to multiple people. I've seen Donkey Kong Jr. Math's title screen credited to Yukio Kanioka, but I've also seen all four of them credited to Hip Tanaka. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like Hip Tanaka probably banged out all these little ditties in like an afternoon, but who knows. Uh, <laughs> this is all great stuff, including this is where the Donkey Kong theme came from, uh, because the, as far as I know, this is where that what's known as the Donkey Kong theme uh, comes from the NES version. It's Nowhere to be found in the arcade version. Um, and then the other ones are all just, uh, you know, great little follow-ups. So let's give it a listen. Here are all the DKNES title screens in a row. Enjoy.
All right, so that was Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Jr. Math, and Donkey Kong 3 all in a row. Uh, the Donkey Kong 3 one was definitely, uh, that was in the arcade version, so that was a pretty straight rendition of that. But all the rest of those are, um, I love black box NES title screens. <laughs> they have, like, every single game from the NES launch features these cute little ditties. Like, it'll just, here's a title screen with some sort of, you know, crazy font or whatever showing the title and then I'll have pretty much the same font for all the options underneath it just about every game and you got you know this Donkey Kong and pinball and kung fu and pretty much any of those black box games all followed this same formula for title screens um, and it's just uh, I, I love those little ditties and these are some of my favorites <laughs> ditties ah, ah. oh man oh, boy. I almost let that one slip by me uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to apologize to our audience. <laughs> Even though I know you guys secretly love it. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Why else would they tune in? That's a valid point. <laughs> so what what do these ones make you feel, huh? Just so much nostalgia. I mean, I love... I, I love, love, love the sound of, of some of the old... Um, just the old games in general, like basically the sound of my like really young childhood you know um the they just they just conjure up like these times where, yeah oh man i don't mean to bring the mood down they just bring bring up these times in my life where it was like like ah uh, you know summers were long and you know if you had a dollar in your pocket the world was yours of course i always you know four quarters and i was done and i was like oh man um <laughs> just uh, just good stuff like just classic stuff i i don't know it's not much to overthink and i'm starting to overthink it so take it away chris <laughs> i mean honestly the uh what's it um nobody likes donkey kong jr math <laughs> that game's awful what <laughs> that's not a banger <laughs> it's not oh. that that little title screen music is i love that little tune uh i think it was also used in the japan only and I love that this title exists. I don't remember what the actual title is, but it was the um, the uh, English the, the the writing equivalent of the Donkey Kong Junior Math in Japan, but it was a Popeye game. If there was ever a cartoon character that should not be teaching you English, <laughs> it's Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's the worst! That's the worst idea ever! Right, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's just as bad as, like, typing of the dead. <laughs> it's top left. Oh my god. And I'm I guess die it's... like my idiot cousin's the hyenas. Stop that laughing! You know what happens when you can't stop laughing! <laughs> One of these days, you're gonna die laughing. Uh, seriously, I mean, I guess it's on the same level of having uh, having <sighs> a child ape teach you math. <sighs> but I mean, Popeye in English—that's just a bad combo. But I think it has the same <laughs> the same title screen. But I love that those is tunes. Freaking! I'm not gonna get over that. It's gonna be tomorrow. And I'm going to be sitting there, and my brain's going to go empty, and all of a sudden, I'm going to think, I could have learned English from Popeye. <laughs> if only you were Japanese. If only I was, I mean, well, 
Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot more to say about them. No, no, uh, no. So this next song, we're going to take a bit of a tone shift, which is pretty exciting. Mm. Uh, I enjoy those. I w- obviously, we're going to do an episode on Donkey Kong 94 at some point in the not-too-distant future, because the game's super amazing, uh, and it's got a really cool soundtrack. Uh, but I really wanted to represent it in this episode, and I had a really hard time picking a song to choose from here. So I wanted to pick something that was a bit different, that I think is just a really, really impressive song. Um, this song comes from the next-to-last boss battle in the game. In the very, 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 very end of the game, you have to do one last showdown with Donkey Kong in standard style before you get to the actual last showdown with Donkey Kong, which is really cool, but the music is not quite as cool as this, especially not to just kind of listen to. This is a really great tune. It's by, uh... Taisuke Araki, um, which is not a name I'm overly familiar with outside of this specific soundtrack, uh, which is a pretty unique soundtrack among, uh, you know, Nintendo-style games. Uh, it's very good. It's got a lot in common with... Uh, you can definitely feel those tones of, like, the classic Nintendo stuff, like the classic Hiptonaka stuff, but it also has a really unique flavor on its own. Uh, and this song is called Showdown at the Tower. It's really cool, really cool boss music. And pretty different from a lot of the, like, more happy stuff we'll be hearing for the rest of the episode. So, uh, let's give a listen to Showdown at the Tower. Enjoy.
episode. <laughs> that was Showdown at the Tower. You gotta respect him for just putting an actual guitar solo in that song. I am so absolutely <laughs> blown away by that piece. Right? Like, I'm absolutely floored by it. Like, I enjoy a good chip tune. Um, you know, some of the older stuff can be grating or whatever. Um, you have to really like it to really like it. You know what I mean? That was, like, stunning. I've never heard anything like that. That, well, <laughs> I mean, okay. So, <laughs> and not to cut you off. No, 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 um, no go ahead. Because I don't ever mean to. Uh, but uh, the 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 main melody, uh, you know, the the drum pattern, everything, like it's it's great. It's a great piece. But once once that like uh, I, I for lack of a better term, guitar solo comes in and just wails like holy. Holy crap, it's dude! Like, like they're shredding what? with a Game Boy. Yeah. Like, where, you, who told you you could do that? <laughs> who, who told you you could do that? And so well, it might I add, and they're and they're doing it right. Like the way those notes work together, like yeah. I, you can hear it, you can see it, you can actually visualize it being played on a mm -hmm. guitar. It's so good, and it's. I mean, this game is super long. So, I, I mean, I don't know how many people are... I mean, I know the game isn't nearly as popular as it should be. And of the people who have played it, I don't know how many people have actually made it to the very end. But, like, mm -hmm. man, you get to this... this, And you hear this song, the whole song, because the fight's not short. You gotta grab these... So Donkey Kong's several screens up, and it scrolls, and you're all the way at the bottom, and there's wind blowing the whole time, because you're way on top of a building. And, like, he throws these barrels down, and you gotta do a handstand to catch the barrels on your feet to knock them down, so that you can then pick them up, and then climb all the way back, holding an- hold it back to the top, holding a barrel to throw at Donkey Kong. You gotta do it a handful of times. And so it's pretty time-consuming, so you hear this whole tune, and it's- besides just being fantastic music, it's such killer boss music, too. It's so good. Yeah, I- I- and that yeah, and that's the other thing that I kind of forgot was it's a boss tune. <laughs> like you know, so effective. All, all too often, maybe this is you know precursor to some of it all, but all too often we think of like foreboding. Uh, a big um, a big thing for you is off tempo, off timing. Uh -huh. You know, we, we when we talk about boss music, this is none of that. Uh, unless of course you're like me and you were not expecting that guitar solo, and then you're like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> da, 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 you're dead. You know, so like, what's going on right now? But yeah, this is uh, that's again. I forgot that it was boss music, and it's like, holy cow, this is boss music! Like, wow. And the music that follows it is also a very the 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 fight that happens after it is like, see, there's these little mushroom things that'll make you shrink or like make you get bigger or whatever in the game. You know, it's just okay. like a Mario game. So like, you beat sure. you beat Donkey Kong and he falls off the building, and then you see like a bunch of those mushrooms fly in the air, and you've got to fight a MASSIVE Donkey Kong. And it, it the fight's broken down into multiple segments, so the, the song keeps restarting itself, but it's all kind of based on, um, 
that do 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 like that that's kind of what that tune's based on so it's it's yeah. less it's less of an enjoyable piece to just sit and listen to uh, but it, it works so incredibly well in the game because of how, how segmented it is but I mean, really, this showdown at the tower has always been one of my favorite songs from this game because I just—I'll never forget getting to that final boss battle and just being like, "All right, I've played like 150 levels of this game, and they got hard. I am ready for—I am ready to do this." And he started up, and this just epic music starts playing. Like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. But that—that's gonna pretty much wrap up our. Uh, original Donkey Kong flavored stuff um, because most of the stuff that happens after this that was just Donkey Kong is and you know sorry it's, it's my party I'll cry if I want to <laughs> the, uh, is is not as memorable as the country stuff which is where where most of what we're going to be listening to going forward is it lands in that general vicinity um, yeah you got a lot of there's there's good tunes and stuff like Mario versus Donkey Kong or one of the 50 billion minis games that are out there, but they just didn't really catch me. So from here on out, we're, we're heading into Donkey Kong Country territory, um, which uh, is, are, I think, easily some of the best music that this franchise has ever seen. There's so many great tunes here. Uh, and there's no way I was going to get through this without listening to some music from Donkey Kong Country. We just had to do it in a way that we haven't listened to on the show already since we did the whole stinking soundtrack. So this next one uh, is Cranky's Cabin from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> I love this song so very much. Uh, Cranky Kong is such a great character, and this is a really fun take on the Donkey Kong theme. Uh, but this particular version we're listening to is covered by the incomparable Banjo Guy Ollie, who just nails this song with accordions and all sorts of other just wonderful flutes. This is such a great rendition of one of my favorite Donkey Kong Country songs, so let's give it a listen. Here is Cranky's Cabin from Donkey Kong Country, as performed originally by David Wise, performed by Banjo Gaiali. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
say that uh, Ali has made some of my very favorite music in the world uh, would be an understatement. It's, uh, uh, there is, uh, the accordion is easily in my top five instruments. I love a good accordion. And the way that deep, deep accordion comes in when all the other pieces come in, especially paired with the, um, uh, the melodica, it's gorgeous. This is such a good rendition. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I'm hard-pressed to find anything terrible to say about anything he does, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I love that song to begin with. Like, I think it's uh, just a great piece of music in the game. Um, and then, you know, it ties in with the storyline of, of Cranky Kong and whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's that much more, you know... It's got that extra layer of, like, this is so cool. Um, but really, that's like, you know... <laughs> not that I need to blow more smoke up this guy's uh, <laughs> rear end. But seriously, like, is there nothing this guy can't do? You know what I mean? Like, jeez. It, it reminds me so much of, like... There's this song... There's a song... I had a music teacher in grammar school. And I, I've come to learn as I've gotten older that all music teachers are crazy. And if you're a music <laughs> teacher and you're listening to us and I have offended you, it's only because I'm right. Um, <laughs> the music teacher would, would make us learn these songs, which as I got older, I realized were real songs, you know. Like, uh, there's that song like, uh, uh, Bobby, what is it? Bobby, John, and Martin. You know, little did I know we were singing about, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, or Martin Luther King and, and their assassinations, which is, like, really heavy for, like, fifth graders, you know? We, we had no idea, but anyway, she, there's this song she taught us, and it was kind of like a reggae tune, and the the the, the little ukulele lick mm. is almost like the same, and the lyrics are like, oh, down the way where the nights are gay and the sun shines daily on a mountaintop. I took a trip on a sailing ship, and when I reached Jamaica, I made the stop. It reminds me so much of that, and I don't know what song that is. So if anybody listening <laughs> knows what weird, you know, random childhood memory I'm bringing up and knows the name <laughs> of that song, please feel free to join us on our Discord and just shout me out. Uh, yeah, I got and, nothing. And let me know. Yeah, I'm no, but curious but at any but any any rate. Um, he took a great song and he made it just so super feel good and like I defy you to be in a bad mood after listening to that right just that groove he added to it like it is a great song to begin with but it doesn't yeah. really have much of a groove it doesn't yeah. have, like he just the little bit of percussion he added to it just made it move just made it dance just a little bit more just a little bit right <laughs> and it's it is stunning it's it's amazing and he, he's killed killed a handful of Donkey Kong songs. Uh, this was the one that I picked. Uh, the other ones are also great. <laughs> just, just really, really, really nailed it on those as well. But moving on to yes. another cover. Uh, this is uh, actually an official cover because this one comes to us by way of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and we did a bunch uh -huh. of uh, bunch of Super Smash Brothers uh, stuff before, including you know a Donkey Kong centric part of an episode, but we didn't include any ultimate music uh i think i threw in the uh the one that they added the king k rule one which was just mm -hmm. so ridiculous that crazy like mariachi style <laughs> so over the top one where he's rapping the lyrics to his own song which is just great 
Uh, this was another one that was added just for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, uh, the original uh, version version of both of these songs. Uh, it's a mashup of two songs, uh, the map page and bonus level. The map page, that's not what this song is called, which is weird that there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, the song is called Simeon Segway. Uh, there's a lot of this stuff in the uh, Smash Brothers soundtrack that's like, this isn't right, but okay, whatever. <laughs> it's the map music, Simeon Segway, uh, and the, the bonus level Blitz. Uh, Simeon Segway by Evelyn Fisher and Bonus Level Blitz by David Wise. Uh, this was covered by Hiroshi Yamaguchi. Um, not to be mistaken by Hiroshi Yamaguchi, who was the former president of Nintendo, who was, as far as I know, definitely not a musician, but I believe he was a high-level Go player. Uh, neither here nor that's, there. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, he was a smart dude. Uh, president of Nintendo for years, apparently prided himself on never having played a video game. He was a strange mm. man. Um, but regardless, that's not what we're here for. We're here to listen to this. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't necessarily want to keep diving into the Donkey Kong Country well because we've covered these songs so much, but boy, is this really a good cover. <laughs> when I think of some of my favorite Donkey Kong tunes, this one popped into my head pretty early on, uh, and I, I just wanted to share it. So here is from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the map page slash bonus level. Turn it up and enjoy.
Oh boy, I cannot take it. <laughs> when they do the bonus level blitz with the trumpets, <laughs> it just kills me. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just over here blowing up my eardrums, bopping up and down on my desk like a lunatic because I can't take how good this is. <laughs> I just love it. Oh, the map music, Simeon Segway, done in this, like, big band style with all the, the, the conga drums in the background is good enough, but man, that switch over to the bonus level Blitz is, it just absolutely slays me every time. I just love it. I really, really appreciate the use of a steel drum correctly. Oh, true, true. Because they can be so, um, uh, kitschy. You know? You know what? This is not the last proper use of a steel drum you will hear tonight, sir. Oh, I have no doubt. I feel like this uh, this franchise is just... It cu- it runs the gamut of everything that, that uh, you know, steel drum just makes sense. <laughs> um, oh, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, everything you just said, the switch over to the, um, to the bonus stage, great. Like... It's it's so it's just so awesome to see things kind of go to the next level. Like, you know, you think of games getting new iterations, you know, Donkey Kong franchise uh, prime example. You you get that, you know, silly little platformer 2D scroller, you know, rareware comes along and beefs it up, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, why not do that to the soundtrack and and no exception here, man. You know, just absolutely fantastic. It, it's it. One of the things that really made me want to include this is that it, it, the whole thing sounds like a celebration. It it's yes. It not only sounds like a celebration, but it's celebrating uh, this outstanding, like two of my favorite tracks from Dunk on Country by Evelyn Fisher and David Wise. Such good tunes to begin with. And just does it does them in a very different style, you know. The bonus level blitz was originally very like pan flute heavy, and the the um, Simeon Segway is a super chill song. So doing this really energetic big band approach to him is so much fun. It just it sounds so celebratory, and I just love it. <laughs> just love it. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this it. Another harsh turn here. Big, totally different track than what we just listened to. This comes from another really, really great Donkey Kong soundtrack and one that is just dreadfully underappreciated because the game that it's attached to, um, while I enjoy, is not nearly of the quality of a lot of the Donkey Kong Country stuff. Uh, And this is the Game Boy game Donkey Kong Land. Um, I've mentioned this before at some point. I don't remember if it was on this show or other shows, but this game has probably my favorite video game story of all time. It is a complete wall break, a fourth wall break. Uh, the story of the game goes, because this is the this is the first sequel to Donkey Kong Country. This came out before Country 2. Uh, so the story goes, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong are chilling out with Cranky Kong, bragging about their adventures in Donkey Kong Country, how they just had this super massive successful video game, and Crank Kong's like, look, people bought your game because of the graphics. Like, if you didn't have the big fancy graphics of the Super Nintendo, there's no way your game would be successful. And Donkey and Diddy are like, nah, I think I think we just had good gameplay. No, no, we, we had a good game. And Cranky's like, all right, fine then. Prove it. You go home. I'm going to call up King K. Rule, have him take the banana horde again. And you go through <laughs> the whole thing again, but this time you do it on a Game Boy. And they're like, fine, you're on. So Cranky calls up King K. Rule, 
Like, hey, you got to kidnap, the ca capture the banana horde again. Don't worry, nobody's going to get in your way. We're trying to prove a point here. And he goes along with it, and then the, the game takes place. It's all a freaking bet with Cranky Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the easiest way to sell the same game again. You know what I mean? But that's what's weird about it is this is not the same game at no. all. Right. Whereas uh, Donkey Kong Land 2 and 3 were really remixes of Donkey Kong Country 2 and Country 3. Donkey okay. Kong Land is wholly original and it, in fact, takes place right after Donkey Kong Country. Like, mm. one of the, the the earliest levels are in the jungle, jungle on the beach, and then you go on K. Rule's ship, and then you go from there to, like, you're on a blimp in the sky, and you're in the city. Like, it goes all over the place. It doesn't repeat much of anything from Donkey Kong Country, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean... There's flying pigs, there's there's different enemies, <laughs> there's all kinds of cool stuff, and it's got an incredibly cool soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack was done by... And I really want to know exactly what the breakdown is here. Uh, it's Graham Norgate and David Wise. Two of them worked together on other stuff before. Uh, and I really would love to know what the breakdown is because this soundtrack I always thought was done just by David Wise because so much of it stylistically matches a lot of what Wise did for the uh, Wizard Warriors series. Uh, like mm. specifically Wizard Warriors 2 and 3. Uh, and, and some of the later levels in Battletoads as well. It's, it's a fascinating soundtrack. Uh, and I kept going back and forth on songs. I, I threw, threw a last minute uh, switch up on which song to pick from this game. And I wound up going with a song called Temple Trouble. Uh, which I just think is a it, it's a really interesting contrast to the Super Nintendo Temple song, which is like Voices of the Temple is a really, really ambient sound, song and you can't do that kind of stuff with Game Boy as well, so a lot of the game, Donkey Kong Land music is more melodic uh, and Temple Trouble is really good song, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Here is Temple Trouble by Graham Norgate and David Wise from Donkey Kong Land. Enjoy.
Alright, that was Temple Trouble by uh, David Wise and Graham Norgate from Doc Kong Land for the Game Boy. And what did you think of that song? That was grossly fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I really. Wow. I was really hooked by that main melody. But, alright. Well, that's a couple things, really. The, the bass line is killer. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. But that main melody. Just the way, just the way it's played. It's not uh, for anyone who does um, uh, uh, music creation, like on you know things like Fruity Loops and stuff. It's not quantized, so it's not like it, it. It plays like it has a soul. It plays like someone's really playing it live. Yeah, and it has like feeling and that and 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 movement, and that's what really. Excuse me, and that's what really grabs me about it. Um, it's it's a, a great piece of music that I've never heard. <laughs> I, I you know I had a Game Boy at some point, but I never really played it you know all that often, and I definitely didn't get my hands on any of these Donkey Kong games. So yeah, I mean this was definitely a it, this was definitely in a bit of a weird era for the Game Boy. I think this was post Pokemon, so the Game Boy original super aged original black and white dot matrix screen screen Game Boy was still cooking at this point. Uh, and it, it's it, it, the, the physics are all weird in this game. It's hard to play, especially on an original Game Boy. But I was so in love with Donkey Kong Country that the fact that there was more of it to play was enough for me. So, uh, and once you really get the hang of the way the physics work, there's some really good level design in there. And there's wonderful music uh, like this. And uh, yeah, there's those specific little like kind of clicky sounds like the, the part that's going da, 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 like the secondary thing going on in the background that's what really reminds me of a lot of Wise's work in um, uh, Iron Sword and Battletoads in particular and the soundtrack is full of this kind of stuff it is really really fascinating soundtrack um, and uh, it, it gets so overshadowed because Donkey Kong Country 2 was such a big deal and this was you know portable Donkey Kong Country, which I think a lot of people wrote off assuming that this was just the country game but shrunk down and not actually an entirely new game. Um, but boy, this soundtrack just is filled with with hits almost top to bottom, and uh, I, I'm always happy to share the, this game's music with people. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, absolutely. I love the, the fact that, like, the, just the way the, the, the melody, the main melody you know, goes up an octave, you know, starts off really low and then just jumps up an octave to do it the second time around. Ah, love it. Speaking of Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, that's going to be the next game that we hit. This is the only other one that we have two tracks from, but since we are eventually going to do Donkey Kong Country 2 quite thoroughly, I thought this would be an excellent opportunity to, to, to pick up on some of my favorite Donkey Kong Country 2 covers. The first one is uh, gonna be another you know, radical tone shift. It's probably it's probably the simplest song in Donkey Kong Country 2, and it's also one of my favorites. Uh, this is this tune is called Jib Jig. This comes from uh, the stage where you're um, you know climbing up on the ropes in uh, the the pirate ship uh, toward the beginning of the game. And uh, this particular cover, the original version is done by David Wise, who did the entire Country 2 soundtrack. This version is covered by Sam Griffin who is a classical guitar player who does these mind-blowing uh, covers of really complicated songs. Uh, this is not one of them because it's a very simple song, but there's the the spirit of the song comes through so well in his playing in this. It's a, it's a short track. Like I said, it's super simplistic, 
but it makes me so happy. It's just a gorgeous rendition of it. So here is Jib Jig from Donkey Kong Country 2 is performed by Sam Griffin. Enjoy. So for anybody who's not overly familiar with uh, just classical guitar in general, um, this was not like most other covers that you see. This was not multiple tracks laid on top of each other, uh, of each other. The, including the percussion he did on the guitar itself was all played at the same time. Because mm -hmm. classical guitar is completely insane and I have never been able to wrap my head around even the concept of being able to do what these people do. No. Nope. Nope. It's nope. nuts. And he also uh, has this... Um, uh, he partners with another guy. I can't remember his name. But they they call themselves the Super Guitar Brothers, where it's the, ah! where it's the two of them <laughs> playing stuff at the same time for even more complicated things. Aye. And wow, just mind blowing uh, to 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 listen to. But I love this tune so much. The original version of this is was just. I remember getting to this stage in Country Two and just stopping. You'd pause the game and the music would keep playing and I would just sit and listen to it because it also, in the original version, had this really cool wind effect that played in the background. But uh, this tune is so simple, but it's such a nice, really, really comforting song. It's And, and this rendition is just gorgeous. This, uh, this cover is by far and wide. Like It's so simple. It's just a dude and his guitar. He just knows how to play it better than most. Um... I'm a huge fan of classical guitar. Uh, to hear to hear masters play is like seeing the face of God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so overwhelming and just gorgeous. It just it sounds it doesn't they could play Mary had a little lamb, you know what I mean? And I just be like, oh god. Yeah. But um, this was the perfect choice for this song. Like him playing this was the perfect choice for this song. And then and I I, I had said you cheeky bastard because to let it fade out on the percussion part mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. just like chef's kiss. Like <laughs> you really like I, I'm gonna say something stupid. Like you really know what you were doing. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like wow. Like how dare you be that good? <laughs> and so much of his stuff is like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard a, a handful of things over over the over time, and and every time I'm just so blown away by the talent. Yeah, definitely. If you're enjoying this episode go listen to check out Sam Griffin on YouTube and the Super Guitar Brothers as well they're just mind-blowingly good uh, so let's move on to the next one and this is the one where you're going to get a little bit more steel drum this is another cover by uh, PPF which stands for Poop Poop Fart 
Uh, we've played music by him on this uh, show before. I can't. I can't. <laughs> For the record, I fart, fart, poop, but that's just me. Well, his his Twitter handle is crap, crap, toot, by the way. <laughs> I, I assume that uh, poop, poop, fart was taken. It was. Uh, she was uh, somewhat upset by. So, uh, oh my goodness, this is another, this is a song that I've never heard anybody else cover before. This is Mining Melancholy from Donkey Kong Country 2, which is another one of those songs from Country 2 that really just knocked, knocked the socks off of me when I first heard it. Um, there are parts in this song, when you watch the video of how I put this together, uh, there's a part in the um, the original version that's like kind of a an orchestra hit that goes dun dun, and that's him playing it on a steel drum. Uh, and the other super impressive one is that there's this kind of upward scale thing that goes do 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 do, and it's all very um uh, like synthesized in the original version. Uh, and in this one, he has a series of PVC pipes that he's hitting with a flip flop that makes this noise. Oh, very um Blue Man Group. Very Blue Man Group. Um. So uh, this is an extraordinary cover of really just an amazing song, also by David Wise, Mining Melancholy. Here it is by PPF. Enjoy. Thank you. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Great way That's to end that one. So good. Um, that was so kind of left of center, uh, in its in its performance. Um, but stunning nonetheless. Uh, the the percussion, you know, uh, trill, uh, ascending trill was fantastic. It, it almost didn't even sound like you know PVC pipe getting hit with a flip flop. <laughs> um. But just brilliant. Uh, and for anyone who hasn't seen the Blue Man Group, and you can totally look it up, they do a whole, um, they do White Rabbit, and then the audience sings because they put the lyrics on the screen. It's great. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's the, the correlation there. But um, that was really good. That was really good. Yeah, I was super impressed by not just the fact that it's a really great cover of a really great song, but it's, I've never heard anyone even attempt to cover this song before. And, it's kind of a bummer because you know there's so much good music in Duck Kong Country too, but everybody always uh, gravitates immediately toward uh, Stickerbush Symphony, which is an amazing song. But there's so many other great tunes in there, and Mining Melancholy was like, man, that song really blew me away. That level in general, with all the like, that was the first place you saw the new explosion from the TNT barrels, which looked so much better than the one in the first game. And there's all these crystals shining in the background. It was such an interesting gorgeous thing everything about it was just amazing and this cover really kind of nails the feel of that song and also i i, I don't know <laughs> just those those synthesizers the, the really deep melodica sounds it's just uh it's it's always fascinating yeah <laughs> i love a good melodica though who doesn't when when, when placed properly it's it's very tasteful indeed it's a it's it is a great uh, accordion alternative. <laughs> okay, so this next one is a uh, this this. So I don't like Donkey Kong Country Three. <laughs> I've uh, that game came out on Super Nintendo, and I was just like, I don't like this. There's <laughs> just something wrong with it. I don't like any the character designs. I hate Kitty Kong. This is one of the dumbest looking things I've ever seen. I hate Kitty Kong. Dixie Kong's great. Dixie Kong heading up her own adventure is cool, but like, Country 2 was already kind of pushing it by not having me play as Donkey Kong, but I let it slide because Dixie was so good. But now I can't play as Donkey or Diddy. Now I'm playing as Dixie and Kitty, and there's like, I don't know, the whole thing really didn't do it for me, and a lot of that came from the fact that I didn't like the music. The, um, I played the first stage, and... I hated Kitty Kong, and I wasn't crazy about the music. And I played a handful of levels, and no matter how far I got into it, I couldn't get into the soundtrack at all. And I'll forgive a lot if the soundtrack is is just making me happy. And this game just never did it for me. So I never, I've never finished this game. I've never even had any interest in finishing this game. Just does not do anything for me. I had heard at some point that the Game Boy Advance version of Donkey Kong Country 3 had a new soundtrack. And somewhere floating in the back of my mind, I remember somebody saying, yeah, they had David Wise come in and make a whole new soundtrack for Donkey Kong Country 3 for Game Boy Advance. And I still never gave it the time of day. And when putting together this episode, that factoid came back up in my head. I was like, I should listen to this. So I want to see what the actual comparison is. So I looked up a YouTube video and it clicked on one of these stages that I remember where you're inside of a tree and... No, it was, the, was the one inside of a tree? I can't remember which one this was now. Um, but it had this totally different energy to it. Like, 
the game, I recognized the level, but the level itself seemed so sad when I was playing it in Country 3, and it had this amazing energy to it when seeing it played on the Game Boy Advance. I was like, this is, this is amazing. So I poked around through the other, the rest of the Game Boy Advance soundtrack and decided at some point I'm just going to play the Game Boy Advance version of this game, and that's how I'm going to beat this game, because this soundtrack is so much more energetic and so much more fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm just such a huge fan of David Wise. So the, the, the track that I picked is a bit of a weird one. Um, it's a really, really fun song that will eventually just kind of fade into a bunch of, like, wind and monkey noises. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll skip the wind and the monkey noises. We'll just listen to the first uh, loop of the actual song itself, which is... Uh, it's a... I don't know. It's a hootenanny. I don't know what else to call it. It's a... <laughs> It's it just it just makes you want to it makes me want to get up and dance. I, I I think it's a super fun tune. Um, it is marred slightly by being a Game Boy Advance tune, so it's like really really compressed and crunchy. But the composition I think just outweighs that, and it, it, it's such a fun song. Uh, and I was just so surprised that there's a whole diff like a whole new soundtrack for Country Three that fixes the tone of that game so much uh, that it almost makes me it really makes me want to play it. Even though I just think Kitty Kong is one of the worst. But <laughs> anyway, here we don't, go. Don't hold back. This is Rockface Rumble from the Game Boy Advance version of Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble by David Wise. Enjoy.
And then it's just a bunch of wind and monkey noises for a while. <laughs> yep. Yep, uh, it is. Still listening to it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's neat when it comes back in for the loop, but it, I mean, it just starts the song over again. It's a... Uh... Wow! Yep. Wow, do I love that song! <laughs> That's a really great track. <laughs> that is so much it's, fun! It's got such great energy. Right? And that's what the original version of the soundtrack was missing so much. It just, it did not have that, like, that's that's the music I want to play a Donkey Kong Country game to, you know? That's the music I want to you know, climb around in a big hollowed out tree with jumping googly-eyed spiders and stuff. <laughs> uh, that, that harmonica sound is so authentic for a Game Boy Advance, you know? That's, uh... Man, if this was I, I I I love it. And the original soundtrack was actually composed by Evelyn Fisher, who did you know a lot of music on the original Donkey Kong Country. Uh, there was just something something about the soundtrack, the original soundtrack, the Super Nintendo one that just really doesn't. It, I I, just, I don't enjoy it at all. I wish I did. Nothing against Evelyn Fisher; she's done amazing stuff. Uh, but there was some some weird disconnect with that that game. Uh, and I just think that this this music adds so much more color and personality to uh, to the game that it really needed. And boy, just this song! <laughs> I've had this song stuck in my head for days. I'm and to think that I, I've owned the Game Boy Advance version of Junk on Country Three since it came out, and I've never never messed with it because I just didn't like the game to begin with. Uh, and I've been missing out on this music for all these years because I'm a I'm, I'm a dummy. <laughs> Let's be that harsh on yourself, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, yeah, having no experience with that, anything beyond Donkey Kong Country, the first installment, I mean, I, I don't really have any predisposition for anything per se. Uh, that was a fantastic track, though. As I said, great energy, a lot of fun. The harmonica, like you pointed out, it's great. Like, sometimes there are certain instruments that I think people have a... Uh, a notion about and they don't like them just because they've heard them and i i liken it to this uh quote i heard about brussels sprouts someone was like you only like brussels sprouts because no one's ever really cooked them properly so the same goes here it's like oh you only like a you know you don't like accordion because you've never heard it played properly yeah and i feel like the harmonica gets such a bad rap uh i say that having seen blues traveler perform <laughs> live um not by choice. I was actually uh, working the show, but it was a great show. They were fantastic. Uh, newfound respect for them. That being said, this song is fantastic. Harmonica is perfect in it. Um, it it's just a great combination of great composition, uh, great um, um, instrument choices. Uh, you know, I'll I will let the um, the actual recording, the compression you were talking about, I'll let that slide. Yeah, because at some point it disappeared. I heard it immediately right off the bat. The song started. I was like, "Ooh, that's ooh. that's Game Boy Advance, man." <laughs> yeah, I I mean, look, the speakers were teensy weensy. You know what I mean? Yeah, at best. And even still, you you had headphones. Those are small too. But I don't know. We I think we take headphones. We give headphones a lot more credit than they actually deserve. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway, I let that I let that whole thing slide because at some point I'd forgotten about it and I was really just hooked by the song. And yeah, you know that 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 kind of stuff really says a lot. Where you where someone like me who's has an ear for technical fugazi, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I sometimes it takes me right up out of it. And 
I, I think that's a testament to the track itself that I'm like, oh, I forgot that this was a compressed piece of... <clears throat> so, good on you. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's definitely easy to forget. It, 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 it takes a lot for me to actively listen to Game Boy Advance music because that tinny compression that Game Boy Advance music uh comes along with really drives me nuts so a composition's mm-hmm. got to be really good for me to want to listen to it and yeah uh i listened to this song a ton of times uh even sat through the entire uh, you know weird wind and monkey noises a bunch of times just because i didn't feel like restarting the track or, or you know god forbid skipping it so i was like well that really good part's coming back soon and i love those big chunky drums like it, it was just such a perfect combination. It's such a perfect storm of getting everything right. Every piece comes together just... It's so, so perfectly David Wise. And it's so perfectly modern David Wise, too, which I think is neat. Because it reminds me a lot of the work he did on, like, Tropical Freeze or uh, Snake Pass. You know, like, it's got that really modern flavor to it that's a lot more modern than the stuff that he did on, on the original country or even, you know, Donkey Kong Land. Uh, it's it's a wonderful track, a wonderful soundtrack, and if you've never heard it before because you don't like Donkey Kong Country 3, um, or even because you love the Super Nintendo version of Donkey Kong Country 3, uh, try out the Game Boy Advance version, because it's, uh, it's, it's the same game, but man, does this soundtrack give you a very different vibe. Uh, it really adds so much more life and color to the game. So, speaking of games I don't like... Uh, <laughs> It's rare, but this is fun. <laughs> rare! <laughs> oh, god dang it, I walked into that one. I'm so sorry to every audience member. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <sighs> I, 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 I also... I put more effort into liking this game than I ever did in Don- Donkey Kong Country 3, and that is because I was such a staunch Nintendo 64 lunatic... Uh, that I really tried hard to like Nintendo 64 games that I just don't think are very good. Donkey Kong 64 is one of those games that I played... I will never even attempt a 100% run of this game because that is insanity. The hundreds upon hundreds of multicolored bananas that you have to collect by playing the same levels over and over and over and over and over again as different Kongs and, might I add, the worst Kongs because while Kitty Kong is trash like Chunky Kong and Lanky Kong oh they came up with some awful character designs for this game I don't like most of this game however I do like its music and in particular this track uh, I like a lot of its music and it, uh, there's you know certain songs that I don't love uh, this song, this game's soundtrack was done by Grant Kirkhope, who is an extraordinarily talented musician. Uh, he's done some great composition work for other games, uh, but it's also not my thing. Like, uh, people love Grant Kirkhope particularly for uh, his work on Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. <clears throat> Neither of those, I don't like either of those games, um, which was a big red flag for Donkey Kong 64, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and I also don't love their soundtracks, but I appreciate their soundtracks. Um, I can appreciate the work that Grant Kirkhope does without necessarily having to love it. And he did some amazing work on Mario Plus Rabbids for the Switch. Uh, that was some really good stuff. So, I mean no disrespect to Grant Kirkhope. And in particular, I mean all the respect in the world 
because the tune we're going to listen to uh, that I chose for this for Donkey Kong 64 is Jungle Japes. Now, this is that Donkey Kong Country song, you know, the the one that's from the first level of Donkey Kong Country that's reprised over and over and over again in Smash Brothers and elsewhere. <clears throat> that song has a very strange back half that is, seems so disassociated from the main part of the song that did it, it, did it, 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 you know. <laughs> It goes into this really totally different tempo, and it sounds very sad and dour, and I've never understood that part of the song. I've never gotten it. Mm -hmm. I've heard other versions of the song that try to incorporate that version and keep the keep the upbeat nature of the song. I don't think anybody has ever... F I feel like Grant Kirkhope finished that song. Jungle Japes, I think, is the best iteration of that original Dunk Punk Country tune. Um, it doesn't even attempt to incorporate any aspect of that sad part at the end. It just keeps, it builds off what was originally there in the fun, you know, high energy jungle part in the beginning. And I think this is just a, a fantastic tune. And like Game Boy Advance, <clears throat> it takes a lot to get me to actively listen to Nintendo 64 music. Because um, the Nintendo 64 music was also very compressed in a different way. Uh... But hey, here we are. Jungle Japes from Donkey Kong 64 by Grant Kirkhope. This is a fantastic tune, and I think the best rendition of the main Donkey Kong Country theme ever done. Enjoy.
there we have Jungle Japes from Donkey Kong 64. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, do you see what I mean? How I feel like that just, the rest of that song really works to tie back into the, the, the original stuff that was there. Uh, I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's really great. I think it's really clever. It incorporates pieces of it, like, sort of like minor answers to, to stuff that was introduced in the first chunk. I just really think it fixes... Not that the song was effectively broken, but it always felt so segmented, like, at odds with itself. I think mm -hmm. this is just such a more cohesive thing. And it's got great monkey noises in the back. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll address the monkey in the room first. Uh, those <laughs> noises anywhere else would probably be obnoxious. But I think because, and this plays into the second, which is really the first thing I was going to say, this track is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there, it's... It's really hard to kind of hear this and, you know, just be like, meh. It's just a lot of fun. Like, I'm, you know, stuff like this isn't, you know, what I reach for when I listen to music or, or doing chores or whatever. Um, but, you know, you hear this stuff and you're just like, like, how could you be in a bad mood after this? I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe you need to speak to someone. I don't know. But, um, right. Exactly what you said. There's... Uh, I think segmented I could certainly see where where it was segmented how it's um, I guess uh, had the issue resolved uh -huh. let's say it, it didn't need to be fixed as you pointed out because it wasn't broken uh, they resolved some of that um, but they did it in just such a great way just you know to me feels effortless it, it, it works it's fun like I said it's fun it's it's a great track yeah it's it's a it's a great fun piece of music and i just i thought it was an important one to point out because you know that's kind of one of the most the most known donkey kong songs and uh i just think this is the best version of it so there you go <laughs> <laughs> there i said it so i said earlier that we were done with original recipe donkey kong uh and we kind of are but we kind of aren't um <laughs> i can't remember if i've ever you found a uh uh found a way to um use this in uh in a, an episode before because i really love this song uh this comes from donkey kong country returns the track is called golden temple and this is uh credited to kenji yamamoto masaro tajima and minako himano this song is great because this is not donkey kong country music this is the special level that you unlock after you get all the collectibles in donkey kong country returns and this is actually a medley of all of the, um, uh, like, end-of-level tunes from Donkey Kong Jr. So, <laughs> you beat a level in Donkey Kong Jr. Was, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that was a that was a long way to get there. Eh, yeah, well, um, I do like to talk. <laughs> no, 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 not even. I mean, like, the composition of the track is a, compo is a collection of compositions <laughs> from, you know, it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's a... It's it's a bit and uh, Donkey Kong Junior like and not just the level ending things like really every piece of music from Donkey Kong Junior all kind of woven together and not like you know played back to back like they really kind of make them play with one another. Um, it's uh, I it's it's a it's masterful it's wonderful and if you especially if you liked Donkey Kong Junior like I remember uh, uh, this came up recently and I think it was our. Um, maybe on a Facebook post, uh, Ferg 
from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast mentioned that he always liked the uh, the the level ending tunes from Donkey Kong Jr. I was like, ah, have I got a song for you? Because uh, this just takes all of them and kind of turns it into more full-fledged music. It's, this is a wonderful, wonderful, happy, celebratory piece of music, and uh, I'm happy to listen to it. So here is Golden Temple from Donkey Kong Country Returns. Enjoy. good cowbell right <laughs> uh, i'm gonna stay away from the cowbell jokes i love this song when i first heard this song in the game because i mean you know getting all the kong letters and everything was no easy task this game is pretty challenging 
but man, getting to this level and hearing all this Donkey Kong Jr. music, and I gotta wonder how many people that actually played to this point even understood the reference. Because, I mean, everybody knows Donkey Kong Arcade, like Nintendo always pumps that one out, but I feel like Donkey Kong Jr., especially for the younger audience that grew up on country, not, you know, the arcade ones, mm-hmm. like, they're not going, but they don't have any affinity for Donkey Kong Jr. And this is just a hundred percent Donkey Kong Jr. tunes woven together in a glorious, beautiful way. Uh, th- it was not lost on me. <laughs> I was, I was over the moon thrilled when this music came on, uh, and it's, it remains to this day one of my favorite Donkey Kong tracks because of just the sheer absurdity of it. I, I love it. I can't believe how well it works. And I've always loved those tunes, too. Uh, it, one of my favorite things about, you know, playing through Donkey Kong Jr. was hearing those cute little tunes whenever you finish a level and that they were different every time you beat a, You know, every level had a different one. So mm-hmm. this was such a great piece. Love it. Again, another another um, composition is just a lot of fun. I mean, you, you cobble together all those uh, smaller pieces into the, you know parts or parts equal to sum and stuff um a lot of fun it's it's tough to listen to a lot of this stuff and and not tap your toe or you know bop your head or just kind of get a general just good vibe out of it um yeah having never really heard that before but i'm, I'm familiar with a piece or two from here or there you know it just kind of floats into your unconscious and whatnot i, I loved it i loved it a lot i, I loved a lot of what I mean, it's very rare for me to do a show with you and be like, that sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this episode is not that at all. A lot of great tunes, a lot of a lot of good fun. You know, I, I like Don't get me wrong. I love doom and gloom. I love great <laughs> bad guy music. I like it evil. I like it heavy. But every now and again, got to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, and this is, uh, I mean, you know me, I'm I'm the opposite side of the spectrum. I love happy and joyous, but sometimes you need a little doom and gloom, and I do like that too. Uh, see? Well, that brings us to our last track of the night. The, the, the quasi-end of our Donkey Kong celebration here. Uh, this last track comes from the extraordinarily extensive and amazing jaw-dropping soundtrack of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze quite possibly the best 2D platformer ever made. Uh, And this soundtrack by David Wise is... I mean, there are tons of tracks, and they're all great. (laughs) Um, We had a couple of good suggestions for this game from from some listeners in our Discord chat and whatnot. I wound up going with what might be my favorite track in the game. Now, when we listened to this for the Waveback Awards a couple of years ago, I picked a track... That was a um, like a combination of a couple of songs from Duck Kong Country and Country 2, which was very doom and gloom. It was like an escape sequence song. This is uh, a little bit more in tune with what we heard from uh, Rock Face Rumble from the Game Boy Advance version of Country 3. This is a... Uh, it also incorporates some harmonica. Look at that. I didn't even, didn't even think about that till now. But yes, this is a, a, a much more uh, toe-tap and good time. This is such a fun song. It's just a, a joyous, fun, happy piece of music, and I love it with every fiber of my being. This is Trunk Twister from Duck Kong Country Tropical Freeze by David Wise. Enjoy. 
that is Trunk Twister from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And I think what I like, I think what I like most about that tune is, like, it's got, it's got enough on uh, on its own. Like, it's just the 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 main melody is just just got it. It could have kept looping from that point on, and it would have been fine because it's not like the level disappears and is so incredibly long that it would have gotten repetitive. Like, that would have been enough. But then it does that that key change when it just goes into the, the little guitar solo. That just takes this song up to the next level. And it's so flipping good. And it was... It was this... <laughs> the level this appeared in, I remember playing this, and it was one of those moments where you're playing this unbelievably gorgeous game. And then this music just keeps getting better like just keeps twisting at you and it was one of those moments where you just stop and be like i cannot believe this is this good <laughs> like the combination <laughs> of the game and the music and the visuals that is all coming i can't like i'm angry that this is so good i just can't believe how good this is coming together and good good gravy do i love this tune I, you know I've, I've said it now three four five times it's just the this soundtrack is just fun. Every soundtrack, every every bit of song we've listened to has been fun, and I think I think that's a great kind of um, lasting impression of you know at least the last thirty years of the forty that make up the Donkey Kong legacy is that these games have always been fun, frustrating. Sure, I can certainly remember. <laughs> periods and and moments in donkey kong country one where i was just frustrated as all but nonetheless i think a lot of people have a lot of fond memories of the entire legacy and a lot of them are fun you know yeah that's fun's the name of the game and uh well there's a there's a wonderful balance of fun and like i don't know ambience that comes with the country games particularly the stuff by David Wise like you think about Donkey Kong Country 2 and and 1 to that extent really any of the Donkey Kong Country games have that that kind of fun balance in there but boy when it gets mm-hmm. when it gets fun party time it's <laughs> it's just the stuff that always stuck with me the most and it brings me an, an unreasonable amount of joy and really the, all these tracks that we've listened to tonight have been so much fun and uh I, I hope they make another Donkey Kong Country game soon, because Tropical Freeze has been out for a long time, uh, and I think it's reached as large of an audience as it's going to, and uh, which is kind of a bummer because this is—it's seriously—it's it is probably the best platformer I've ever played in my life. It is so impeccably crafted. It is so well done. Uh, the boss battles are a little long. That's just, that that's <laughs> that is a one takeaway from that game when I beat it the first time on Wii U. The boss battles are a bit too long, but that said, everything else the game's a masterpiece. It is an absolute masterpiece, and its soundtrack is insane. That's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, that's uh, that's gonna be our show. Happy birthday to Donkey Kong. Any final thoughts? Nah, I think I'll just uh, I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, what they could put out for this next generation of consoles mm-hmm. uh, for the Donkey Kong uh, series. Um, I'd be curious to see, you know, what the next like ten years looks like for this franchise and and a lot of others as well. But we're talking about Donkey Kong, so I'd like to see what the next ten years is going to be like for for Donkey Kong. Right. Let's see where where 
where the the giant ape is with his fiftieth birthday. That would be something. Mm. Uh, something to look forward to. We're the same age. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's stop feeling all that old and just talk about wonderful, cool stuff uh, that's coming up soon. And that's 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 going to be our show for this week. And next time, we're going to be doing another anniversary special, this time in celebration of the 35th anniversary of the Metroid franchise. Woo! We have covered Metroid pretty extensively on this show thus far, so we're going to try to maybe pick some tracks off the beaten path. We're going to do a, a similar situation to what we did with Donkey Kong. We're going to pick some... Uh, Maybe find some really excellent covers. Maybe do some uh, some some deep cuts from games that we haven't covered on this song uh, on this uh, podcast at all. There's there's much work to be done. There's much great Metroiding to Metroid, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. As am I. We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Hate Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss. All manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And we also have a Waveback forum page over on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Uh, of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, Matt, do you have any uh, fun stuff to plug? <laughs> The world's longest one shot keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think by the time this airs, we will have played our weekly episode. So you can look forward to the following week as we potentially draw near to an end. Do (laughs) I know for certain? I don't. So join us on the Twitch channel. That's uh, www.twitch.tv backslash geek a g e e k a d k a. D-E, yes. <laughs> and I've only been saying it every other episode, and I still don't know how to spell it. Um, for, for what we like to call our mukbang. All right. Uh, I, will, uh, I will go ahead and throw out the... Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about a little, little bit of a different one. Um, uh, come on, Brain, you can do this. Uh, I, I'm on a movie podcast now with a couple of my uh, my my cl- oldest and closest friends, and we it's called a theater near you, and we just did an episode on. So we're doing movies alphabetically. Uh, so yes. each episode we pick you know a movie from the next letter, uh, and we got to the letter C, and we watched Crank. <laughs> the the I, I want to add. That if you're not on our Discord channel, you totally should be because the conversation <laughs> about Crank was hysterical. Yeah, that was not good, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a it was a fun conversation to have uh, on, on the podcast. A terrible film to watch. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty excited about our letter D as well. But uh, that's a that that that's what I'll plug this time. Uh, Wave back overplay is on a bit of a, a bit of a hiatus until the kids get back into school. <laughs> I just don't have time until the kids are out of my hair. So that'll be coming back in September. <laughs> okay, we're gonna leave you tonight with the ending theme from Donkey Kong '94. The reason I decided to go with this one is because we're picking a very special version of it. Donkey Kong '94, like I said, is one of my favorite games ever made. I just adore that game. It's so great top to bottom. It was also pretty amazing in that it was the um, the poster child for the uh, Game Boy, uh, the Super Game Boy for Super Nintendo, where if you took your Game Boy games 
plug them into this cartridge, then put that cartridge in your Super Nintendo, you could play Game Boy games on the TV, and you could add colors to them. Like, you could, uh, there was four colors, uh, the, the Game Boy was done in four different shades, and you could change those four different shades to whatever colors you want. Some games were Super Game Boy enhanced, which gave you extra special things. For the most part, uh, like, nine out of ten, or even, like, you know, 14 out of 15, the highest percentage, most games, what they did was they just uh, had a custom color palette. It was still four colors, but it was, uh, you know, it changed from level to level, and they gave you, like, a specific border to put on the outside of it, which was cute. But there were some games that really went the extra mile, like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong had um, uh, certain screens were full color, not just the four colors. They actually redid the ones to display in full color, which was awesome. Uh, and there were um, the, the sound effect of Pauline yelling help from the Game Boy one. It was just like, boom, boom. But in the Super Nintendo one, she goes, help, help, which is great. Uh, and then there's also the ending song, which was done. If you beat this game on a Super Game Boy, you got to hear the ending music in 16-bit style. Uh, they used 16-bit Super Nintendo instruments. It's the same tune uh, as the 8-bit the version. But if you did happen to beat it on a Super Game Boy, it's a totally unique version of the song. Uh, so I figure not a lot of people have heard that. This would be a great way to, to cap off our Donkey Kong anniversary episode. And if you stick around till the end of that song, you just might be treated to a horrible, horrible surprise. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>
balloon. This crazy call just digs this tune. 